Wow, that guy means business. Just an amazing player. No, not him, the sports photographer behind him. Uh, what? He has a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, where he earns 5% annual percentage yield, so he's scoring big on and off the field. You might even say he's the MVB. MVB? The most valuable business. Making your money work harder. That's how you business differently. Intuit QuickBooks. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes are in APY. APY can change at any time. Welcome to part two of the SB Nation NFL Show's Super Bowl Radio Row Extravaganza. I'm Rachelle Prevet, and today you'll be hearing more great interviews from Radio Row in Las Vegas in anticipation of Super Bowl 58. In this show, we'll chat with longtime NFL quarterback Matt Ryan, Cleveland Browns defenders Miles Garrett and Denzel Ward, Miami Dolphins receivers Jalen Waddell and Braxton Berrios, Giants receiver Jalen Hyatt, and Johnny Avello from DraftKings. These interviews come courtesy of RJ Ochoa and JP Acosta from SB Nation and Rob Thompson in conjunction with The Morning Huddle on 94.1, San Antonio's Sports Star. We'll start the show with the crew talking with Matt Ryan. Enjoy! Matty Ice, Matt Ryan. Are you? Do I call you current CBS Sports play-by-play? Yeah, I mean, call it whatever. It's all, it, I, mean, it, I don't know what to call you. It's all good. You know, uh, analyst, former core, whatever. Whatever. You're never a just former. Call, just always. call me Matt. Yeah. Um, I, easy. I was told that you are a fan of the Red Helmets by Mike Smith. Is yeah. that true? But, like, he, he said that this was, like, a passionate cause of yours. The Falcons Red Helmets? Yeah. The throwbacks are awesome. Right. Like, mean, why wear anything else? I, I, I'm a fan of old school uniforms, classics, right? And the Falcon throwback, to me, it's one of the best ones in the NFL. The red helmet, you got that black and white stripe with the gold outline on the back. Georgia Tech, University of Georgia, Perfect. it's just classy. Uh, great uniform, great block number. I loved them. I was telling you right before we started recording that um, everything you kind of touch in life is like uh, an endeavor and a dream of mine. Um, you, uh, you, you have probably more Travis Matthew clothes than like most retail stores, it seems. Um, you are, again, according to Mike Smith, uh, a pretty good scratch golfer. Um, I imagine you've probably been to Augusta once or twice. Um, and now you get to talk about the NFL and causes that are passionate, of course, for you. Pretty good deal to be Matt Ryan. Listen, I'm not complaining. I, I, I feel really lucky to, uh, number one, to have played for as long as I did. You said it, the opportunity to play a little bit of golf every now and then, here and there. Uh, I have a great partner in Travis Matthews, who's been incredible. So, you know what? Life is uh, is really good. And to me, it's about the people you do it with, right? And, and so uh, whether it's working at CBS and the crew that I had, you know, this year, uh, spending some time with them or, or partners that I've had along the way, it's been a lot of fun. He is Matty Ice joining us here on San Antonio Sports Star. You know, as you face the, the next step in your, in your life, and you obviously planned it for a while, did you see the – being on camera or doing sports as something in your future? Because I quite frankly didn't think that was something you were going to do. Yeah, no, I mean, you don't know, right? As a player, um, you think you're going to play forever. <laughs> I mean, we're all delusional uh, in that respect, but time is undefeated. And, and so eventually there's going to be this this part where you move on. And I just felt like, you know, the age I, I am, 38, still young, right? And, and still want to do something, want to getting up and, and working. I love watching film. It was a part of, uh, of me as a player that I always enjoyed the preparation part of it. 
I think you get that from calling the games. You've got to be prepared going into these games. Uh, so I think that is important. Um, but it was it was just something I, I wanted to, you know, see see what it would be like and have fun. And I was surprised by how much I enjoyed it. I traveled a lot, but I was home a lot. And, and I've got young kids, so you want to be around a little bit. Uh, it strikes a lot of the right balances for me in my life where I'm at right now. CBS, obviously, you like old school uniforms, old school kind of broadcast, get to wear the blazer. I also think it's probably interesting to, you're arguably the greatest Falcon in franchise history, to reach a point where now what you say is so significant, right? Like you you speak and, and a lot of people are like, well, Maddie, I said, and, and you, you know, that's got to be a, you know, I don't want to call the senior on campus, but it's, it's a weird effect that, you know, you probably felt that way when you were a rookie or whatever coming up about, you know, the older players and things like that. That's got to be a bit of a, of a culture shock in a way. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird to be like the the elder, the old know? guy like, in the room, the, yeah. the old one. I, yeah, the, yeah, exactly. You know, you. It, but it, it's a strange part as a player, right? You're a young player, and then all of a sudden the locker room changes, and overnight you're an older player, right? And so with the turnover of the team, and it, and it happens quickly. But there is part of that that comes with you know playing for one organization for a long time. Um, and then doing what I did, I called two Falcons games this year, right? And so having to talk about you know, what I see going on, those different things, still got a lot of, of friends and, and good people in that organization, people that, you know, you pull for personally. Um, but part of the job is just, I always view the criticism portion of it or just the, the honesty portion of it the same way I would, you know, view reviewing my own game tape, right? Like you look at it and you say, Matt, you got to play better than that. You've got to be able to make that throw. I know you can do that. Um, so, you know, that's... That's part of, of what comes with it. It still is a little bit, you know, weird to understand the weight that, that some of the words carry, but um, it's part of life. I like the honesty and criticism, the way you put that, because sometimes honesty lends itself to criticism. Yeah. That's absolutely necessary. And for guys like you that are going to the other side of the fence, that's one of the more difficult things to get to. But you've all been coached hard. And that's I mean, that's, that's my it. point, right? I think players probably are the least sensitive of, of, of all of this, you know, you, you, this is what we, this is what you do. You you go to work every day. Every rep of every practice is scrutinized, and and you're told that's not good enough. Your feet have to be in this position. That's kind of the the way we're wired. And so I view it very much the way I viewed it. You know, playing right is is that there's an expectation to go out there and do it the right way. And when when you see it not done correctly or you don't agree, that's okay. I don't think you need to be malicious. I think you just need to be. This is, this is what I think should happen, you know? Um, there are two things I feel like you and your teams, your two respective teams, didn't get enough credit for. Um, people talk about the Green Bay Packers going from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers now to Jordan Love. The Atlanta, you came into really dire circumstances in Atlanta and had, an, again, maybe the greatest career that any Falcons ever had. That should be celebrated and talked about a lot. And similarly, I don't mean to bring up the Super Bowl, but... It's so hard. People talk about every year for the team who loses the Super Bowl in general to reach the playoffs the next season. You guys not only reach the playoffs, you won a playoff game. You beat Sean McVay's Rams. The 2017, and you you damn near beat the Eagles in the divisional round. You guys do not get, you know, I don't know if that's props or kudos, but it should it deserves attention. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm proud of that. You know, it, it is hard when you lose the Super Bowl to bounce back because particularly the way that we lost it, um, the, the constant answering of questions and, and, and that creep into the locker room. Is there a level of doubt? That team was tough, man, the, the year after. And uh, it didn't all go perfectly, but we found a way to win games and, and get back into the playoffs. We went out and beat a Rams team that was 
nobody thought was any good, but they yeah. were trending into a team that was an absolute problem uh, and beat them out there, which was was a great win. And then, you know, fell a little bit short in, in Philly, but that Philly team had they had they had something cooking, you know, and, and, and we took them right down to the wire. And uh, I'm proud of it, you know, disappointed. We didn't, you know, obviously get the job done, but but proud of the effort and the and the resiliency of that team. Matt Ryan joining us here on San Antonio Sports Star. I know this is a broad question, but I like to ask athletes this. What's the best throw you ever made? Best throw? What came to your mind just now? What was it? <laughs> uh, my favorite throw, I'll give you two. I think the best throw might have been the best catch I've ever seen, too, in the Super Bowl was this throw on the sideline to Julio. I mean, there was, like, no place to put it. And I still don't know. I put it in this one spot, and I still don't know how he caught it and got his feet down. Unbelievable. Um, and then my favorite, one of my favorite throws of all time, my first pass in the NFL, 62-yard touchdown pass to Michael Jenkins on a skinny post on the backside. It's a pretty good way to start start the career. Yeah, it was awesome. You started that career out of Boston College, obviously. Um, I know you're here on behalf of the 10-year anniversary of the Ice Bucket Challenge. Dating back to your experience there, can you please talk about that? Yeah, I, you know, I had a good friend at Boston College, uh, Pete Frates, who was diagnosed with ALS uh, and, and eventually passed away from from that disease. But during that time was one of the integral parts of starting the Ice Bucket Challenge, which I can't believe it's been uh, 10 years since that happened. And so, you know, today I'm here because there's a lot of energy and that thing was viral at the beginning. And there's a lot of attention and, and kind of momentum behind it at the beginning. But we want to keep that, you know, there's still no cure for, for this disease. There's been strides made but we still need to continue to move forward. And so excited to be here today to try and help, you know, recreate some of that awareness, kind of put it in, in people's mind again, right? To, 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 to help if they can, to, to continue to uh, create funds, to, to develop research and, and to eventually find a cure. But it's personal to me, right? It's, it's a buddy um, that, that you want to continue to go out there and, and speak on and, and speak on what he started. And so uh, hopefully you know, eventually we can we can find a way to cure this disease. ALS is truly uh, one of the more devastating things that people can deal with. Yeah, it's hard. It's, I mean, it's amazing. It's been ten years yeah. since that. When I remember the ice bucket challenge, it was uh, yeah, do it, but you're gonna have to donate. Yes, I mean, just because you dump some water on your head, that, yeah. you're standing, but that doesn't help. Dump some water on your head, some icy water, donate to the ALS. Help Special if you Nation. can. Yes, right? like whatever if, you if, can. If, what, whatever you can, if you can, that that's ultimately uh, what we're hoping for. Uh, I know you've been asked about Raheem Morris a lot lately, and we would be really bad at this if we didn't Absolutely. <laughs> if, if we didn't ask you. Um, it was so strange because the Bill Belichick thing, I think, kind of clouded people's ability to judge whatever came after it. Yeah. Uh, but obviously, Raheem is highly respected, highly regarded, and everybody's talked about you know his first opportunity and the opportunity to be the interim head coach. Um, your thoughts on him and as the new head coach of the Falcons? Yeah, I think you know. There, there was a hope or, or I don't know, there was some kind of belief that it was going to be Bill Belichick. I don't know if that's from Atlanta, but just kind of nationally, right? It's just that that story took off. You remove that and you look at the hiring of Raheem. I really like it. I think he's a great fit uh, in that organization, knows the organization, knows the inner workings, which I think is important. I think he relates to players. I think he's grown as a coach. Uh, I competed against him during his times in Tampa then worked with him for six years in Atlanta, saw him coach the defense, offense, back to the defense, then the interim head coach. So I've seen him in all of these different hats. Keep in touch with him while he's in L.A. I think he grows in L.A. One of the most important things, I think, 
of his time spent in L.A. is exposure to the coaching staff and being able to hire. You're only as good as the coaches that you can hire. And I think bringing in, you know, some of those guys from L.A. is, is massive. I'm bullish. You know, I think it's a roster that can win now. It reminds The roster reminds me a lot of 2008 when I got drafted there, where nobody's really talking about it, but there's good players. We had a good defense. We had a good wide receiver core, pretty good offensive line. You know, we had all these things. And so it reminds me a lot of that time. And I think if you can get the quarterback position right, there's a chance for this team to be successful early. Uh, and I think he'll do a great job as, as the head coach. Matt Ryan, right here on San Antonio Sports Star. Thanks for everything you did today, man. We appreciate you. I appreciate you guys. Thank you for having me on. What's the best round at Augusta? If you can, if you can speak on, it. I know that like they make you like sign a blood oath or whatever. Yeah. No, I've 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 been lucky enough to be over there before. I've played okay. Um, I, I I don't I don't know exactly what I've shot. Um, you were you were content. Uh, I I was pleased. I was. <laughs> He made his mark. Yeah, I was pleased. <laughs> well done. Thanks, Matt. We're joined now here at SB Nation by two of the very best players, not just defensive players, but players overall in the NFL, from the Cleveland Browns, Miles Garrett, Denzel Ward. Hello, Baloo. Connect, connect. My man, Miles Garrett. This is the greatest day of my life. Denzel, good for you to be here too, though, for real. <laughs> um, Miles is clearly my wingman, but y'all are each other's wingmans on the Cleveland Browns. We're here at Bounty. I do want to say these are the strongest paper towels in the world. Dare I say stronger than my best friend, Miles Garrett. Uh, give me a run for my money, but I, I can't quite say it, it's taking the, the win over me. Denzel, we've been asking everybody all day, drums or flats and ranch or blue cheese. Um, everyone's gone flats, everyone's gone ranch. You're going to deviate. That's the obvious choice. It's definitely flats and definitely ranch. Okay. Miles, I had a quick question to ask you, of course. During the playoff game, when you were being introduced, you said, Miles Garrett, Hunter Association. As an anime fan, I want to know, is this a Hunter Hunter reference or is this solo leveling? Uh, it was... Hunter Hunter is, is my personal favorite anime, or at least at that time it was. So, yes, it was according to Hunter Hunter. I don't think I had read Solo Leveling at that point, but I do enjoy Solo Leveling as well. Cool. Awesome. Awesome. Denzel, what's, um, what's your favorite show? <laughs> favorite show? I don't really watch much, many shows, so I, I couldn't even I couldn't even. Are you in on the anime? Is that anything? I'm not. I'm Miles not, has an We got to tap much. in. Villain Saga. <laughs> yeah, that's my favorite. That's my favorite. Let's go. Um, Y'all became not that you weren't but such a likable and rootable team throughout the season did you feel that energy because like a lot of people say like oh we don't pay attention to the outside noise but that's typically when the outside noise is negative but when the outside noise is positive i feel like it's probably fun to pay attention to it you got to treat it all the same i mean whether you know, you're getting getting positivity or you're getting negativity you just got to stay in your lane and and uh you no know, stay together and you no know, if you if you achieve the ultimate goal well then you, you know you reap the, the benefits of that Denzel, obviously with Jim Schwartz coming in, a lot of the defense was kind of you on an island, 1v1. How did your preparation, being from Ohio State, playing against elite receivers who were going to play in the NFL, how did that prepare you for facing some of the NFL's best week in and week out? Man, it definitely prepared me. Ohio State, I mean, that's all we played was man-to-man. So, I mean, uh, that man-to-man Ohio State set me up for the, for the NFL and uh, playing with a coach like uh, Jim Schwartz who's going to put you out there on an island against those number one receivers. So, I thought I was definitely prepared going out there and was ready to go lock those guys down. One more question I have for you. A lot of the Browns players are really good trash talkers, so I want to know who's the best trash talker on the Browns defense. Uh, I got to go with my guy Greg Newsom. Greg Newsom, he's the best and biggest trash talker out there. Facts. If uh, one of us don't feel like talking, our, we know our guy Greg is going to be out there talking trash. So. Yep. Miles, you grabbed one of the wings that we have a podcast, so they can't see this. But uh, Bounty's here; they got wings, and the whole thing about wingmen is the paper towels. Um, for real, I feel like you need one paper towel for this whole plate bowl because they're that strong. They're they're that good, bro. And 
hell, I'm not a I'm not a flat guy, drum set guy, don't need no ranch. So that's just my opinion. Uh, I would ask about the A&M football team, um, but I'm gonna be a little bit different. Favorite spot to eat in College Station, Brian? Where you go? Oh, I mean that that's my day to day. That's newer too. You're younger, so. But um, place sushi place called Forty Tempura. If you go and get that Texan roll, it'll change your life. Okay, what about on Northgate? Like chicken, you down for that, or you know, not your thing? I went to Northgate one time. My man for food. I went to Northgate one time. I was locked in. We got to win. My man right there. Wrecking crew right here. Miles Garrett. Um, okay, guys. Y'all are great. Wingman, Bounty, the best. Best of luck this season. Health, wealth, and happiness. Go Browns. Thank you very much. Go Browns. Can I get a gig'em? Gig'em. Very pleased not to be joined here at SB Nation by two of the fastest people on earth, not just in the NFL. For the Miami Dolphins, Jalen Waddle, Braxton Berrios. Braxton, I told you you've been on a lot of my Madden franchise teams, and you were very honored by that. Yeah, no, I really appreciate that. You also said that I was really fast in the game. And so maybe not in real life, but I appreciate not that. It's okay. Uh, it happens. Uh, Jalen, you're really fast too, though. I mean, like, so just you're harder to trade for. That's, you know, compliments to both of you in different ways. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm a huge man guy, so I, I know how I feel. Well, I mean, it's it's a good thing to be fast in the game. And uh, people get mad because I have two really fast players and I dominate them. Um, how has the week in Las Vegas been for you all? It's just starting, but it's been, yeah, it's, it's, been, uh, it's been good so far. I got in last night. Um, very busy. It's actually going to be in, an insane week here. In what way? I mean, like just Super Bowl stuff and yeah, yeah. media stuff? Yeah, for sure. Super Bowl media. But I think, you know, in, in past years, it was very spread out. Like Vegas, it's, you know, a few square miles. And so it's uh, it's going to get going here shortly. I did it in Miami. It covered it and kind of didn't suck. But it was like really widespread. I mean, y'all city is difficult to navigate, as I'm sure you're very well aware of. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Um, Miami got a, a weird culture to it. But um, <laughs> it's pretty spread out. It can be uh, jumping pretty much anywhere a lot of people are. So uh, Miami got a weird culture, but you know, we love it. So this question for both you guys. The Dolphins have some of the best team celebrations in the NFL. I kind of want to know the process behind how you guys come up with those. Is this something you practice during the week, or is this like a spur of the moment? Um, it's something that we practice on Friday. Friday practices. Yep. Um, after our, one of our like last periods, something that we practice. Get a couple of ideas from the guys, and uh, whoever got the best idea, that's kind of what we uh, go with. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's pretty quick. We have about seven minutes to figure it out, and so we run through it, we practice it, and then the last play of that period or the last play of the practice, we'll go ahead and practice it, and that'll be it. All right. So, what was you guys' favorite team celebration that y'all did from this year? Braxton, I'll start with you. That's tough. I'm trying to remember all the ones we had. I think. Uh, the stomp the yard on against New England. That was dope. Where we threw Tyreek. I'm gonna do the roller coaster. The roller coaster, the roller coaster. in Washington. That was dope. Fire. I ain't gonna lie, but the stomp the yard one was crazy too. So like, we what? didn't even practice that one. The yeah, stomp the yard one. We didn't even practice that. He all he said he was like, it was, this might have been Sunday morning. He was like, hey, like I got it. You're just gonna throw me like stomp the yard. And so we just me and Jalen looking at each other. One, two, and then we he just did. threw him and he hit it. That's my question. So I know this is shocking given my physique. I've never played football, um, but like. Well, thank you very much, Braxton. I will tell everybody that you said that. Um, but I would imagine, like, especially at home, you score a touchdown. It's super loud. So, like, how, like, are you like, now? You know, like, what, like what, when, how does the, is it just like that? Like, let's do the thing we practiced. Yeah, pretty much. I yeah. Lie. After you score it, you pretty much like, yeah, hey, like, yeah, hey, you call everybody, everybody in. Like, all right, all right, then we're going to do it. And then we, like, count it down, one, two, three, and then 
get everybody on. Sometimes it'd be bad, but we make it look good. So. <laughs> and sometimes the people who are supposed to be there aren't. And so we just dead it because we're like, ah, no, nobody's here. Nobody's here. That happened. To me. Yeah. <laughs> like we had the, the Christmas one, the Christmas Carol one. There was only three of us down in the end zone and, and it took probably, you know, seven, eight. But they're all celebrating 30 yards away in the field. And so we had to dead it. That's a big problem. You guys score so often that like you, nobody knows when to like do the celebration. Um, what have y'all been asked the most about the cold from Kansas City? Uh, Coach McDaniel's shoes, uh, like whatever the case may be, or anything Hard Knocks related? It's, I mean, recency wins there, so probably the cold. But I will say throughout the year, it's absolutely about McDaniel's and is he exactly who he seems to be. And he is. That's really cool. Like, I, that's a cool thing to learn. Yeah, he's different, and I think people are fascinated by that. Yeah, I mean, I, how I explain is he is so himself, he couldn't be anything else. So, like, everything you see, is just him living. Yeah, um, pretty much. I feel like the most common answer, I mean, question we get is who's the fastest on the team? Like, we get that more than... We didn't We didn't want to ask that. Like, yeah. Jalen, why you want to answer that? No, 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 we get that more than anything, <laughs> any more than any other question. Like, and like, everybody been on the team for a year plus now, and we still get the same. So, like, I don't want to like, hate on anybody else, but there was the Sunday night game y'all had, and it was the, like the graphic. I'm sure y'all have seen it now, like on Twitter or whatever. And it was about how you all said that you were the fastest and like, and but like the the like way it was presented on the broadcast was like that you all said you were the fastest. Like that was like a like a shock. You know what I mean? Like I was like, well, of course, like they would all like who who would admit to like not being, you know what I'm saying? Like it was weird that that was like a unique thing. Yeah, uh, I like I, I think our four, four by one team would. I don't think it would, I don't think it would be close, to be honestly. We would go crazy. Yeah. And the yeah. NFL, I don't think it would be close. It works out like if y'all were like. I don't hit on Buffalo. If you want to, I will. But like, it, it, it works out that you're Miami. You know what I mean? Like, it's it fits that, that y'all are this kind of team. You're right. Warm weather, fast, physical. Yeah, absolutely. So my last question for you guys. One of the things that Mike McDaniel came up with during the season was the kind of use of the cheat motion where Tyreek Hill is, or Jalen Wald or any of the receivers are running out past the receiver in line, in line of scrimmage before the play starts. And it kind of was like a holy cow moment for the NFL. How did... How did McDaniel present that to you guys? And did you guys immediately think, oh, this is going to be great for us? Uh, it was something he was definitely excited about, knowing the, the caliber of guys and what we brought with so much speed. Um, you know, he introduced it with, with Reek earlier when um, he first came in. And we've really been using it ever since. It's one of the, the staples of his offense. And really uh, get a lot of explosive plays off the, off the, off the motion. So um, it's a cheat when you have a, a guy like Cheetah as a running 22 miles per hour before you can even get hands on it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of like Canadian football, but like sideways instead of forward. Yeah. But yeah, it, it, I mean, it took a second because you can't see the ball and you run outside that receiver. So he's gone. You can't see him leave. So it's kind of like, a well, I think he's about to hike it and let's go. So, it, you know, it, it took a second, but it was uh, I, I think it was it was a fun motion that we've all, you know, really embraced. Yeah. Y'all might be the most cerebral overall team in the NFL. I mean, I mean, I mean that seriously. Um, last one before the last one. Uh, and it could be quick, the throwbacks. Like, can we make them? I know you get that a lot too, but they're just really awesome. You know, I, I love them. I, it is by far my favorite jersey. I vouch for that. I ain't gonna uh, need to make it up. The, the new one's okay, but like, it's a little weird. The dolphin looks a little awkward, but whatever. I don't want to make you say that. Um, last one, um, we're all best friends now, very obviously, especially obviously. you and I, Rex, and the Madden thing. Madden, uh, but y'all are each other's wingmen um, in real life, but here with Bounty, can you please talk a little bit about that? 
yeah, you know, whatever Jalen needs, I, I really try to pull through for him. Yeah, that's that my wing, man. You feel me? On and off the field. <laughs> On and off. Yes, sir. But specifically, with, you know, y'all can take that you want, but specifically with Bounty, um, strongest paper towels in the game, we can set him up as the finish line in your four by one, and y'all would need all of you to break through. Absolutely. Strongest in the game, when you have wings, gotta have Bounty. Quicker picker upper, for sure. The quicker picker upper. And you can't have football without wings. Exactly. Uh, appreciate it, guys. Best of luck in 2024. I cover the Cowboys, so I'm kind of mad still. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry. It's okay. Appreciate only, it. Only one team's happy at the end of the year. Let's be honest. That's true, but it was Christmas Eve. You ruined it. Yeah. Well, my brother loved it. He's a Dolphins fan, there so we he's go. probably going to seek out that. Thank, thank you. We end on a good note. Wow, that guy means business. Just an amazing player. No, not him, the sports photographer behind him. Uh, what? He has a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, where he earns 5% annual percentage yield, so he's scoring big on and off the field. You might even say he's the MVB. MVB? The most valuable business. Making your money work harder. That's how you business differently. Intuit QuickBooks. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes are in APY. APY can change at any time. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Life moves pretty fast. Are you drinking water that can keep up? Smartwater Alkaline has everything you need to stay hydrated, no matter where your day takes you. Whether you're pitching a tent or your next big idea, Smartwater Alkaline can help you perform your best. It delivers a pure, crisp taste that makes it the perfect chaser after a big workout. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. Jalen Hyatt, wide receiver, should have been a cowboy. He ain't. He's a giant. We get to talk to him yet again. You know, Jalen, we had a chance last year to talk to you prior to the draft and got a chance to get to you uh, and see what was like getting into the draft. If you could talk to yourself this time last year, 365 days almost to the day, yeah. what would you tell yourself? <sighs> don't think don't think that much. Yeah. Um, you know, keep, keep, keep preparing. Um, as far as combine wise, if I had to go back, um, I think I was thinking too much, man. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, when you get on that stage, you know, it's a whole different story. So I think that's the biggest thing I tell myself. Just, bro, just go out there and do you. Um, at the end of the day, that's probably, that's mm-hmm. probably what I say. Yeah, I feel like for rookies, um, I know the season's been over about a month now, but, yeah. um, you, you know, your college season ends and you start combine prep and exactly. you got to do, you know, maybe you come to Radio Road. Not everybody does, whatever, but then you got to interview with teams yep. or some, some guys are doing the senior bowl or whatever the case. And you get drafted and then you got to be a pro. Exactly. So, like, you're kind of like off for the first time in about a year. Yeah. Yeah. This is my first time where I'm really off my legs. Um, you know, cause right now, if I had to go back last year, I'll be training for the 40 right. or, or, you know, doing something, you know, as far as uh, getting ready for the combine. But, you know, just taking a break off my legs for the first time, you know, actually sitting back and just resting, relaxing, and, you know, getting ready back, getting right back ready for year two um, because, you know, football comes comes fast, man. It comes right back to you, you know. So, you know, take a little break now. But, you know, when March come by, you know, right back out there trying it again. Yeah, so RJ put it great. You know, you just spent roughly two consecutive years yeah. training and prepping. Yeah. How long has it been or have you reached that point where you're waking up and you're nothing hurts, nothing's – <laughs> you know, it it was for myself uh, personally, like when week 10, week 11, week 12, mm-hmm. really week 13, mm-hmm. when that hit, you know, it, it kind of hit me um, like, man, this kind of this is a long season uh, because, you know, you go from college playing 12 games and obviously if you make playoffs, sure. it's a little, little, little more. But, you know, you get a little break between those, you know, you play 12 games. That's it. You know, up here you play a little more, um, play 18 games. <laughs> so um, it, was, it was it was a little, you know, for myself uh, when week 13 hit. 
you know, I had to start learning, okay, like, what do I need to do with my body? Mm -hmm. You know, um, how do I need to start preparing? Like, do I need to get in the ice tub more? Do I need to start doing more on my, you know, as far as uh, massages or, you know, just anything therapeutic uh, that I know that could help? Um, and it, it really starts with the vets. You know, that's kind of who I lay the uh, Who's the guy on. you go to? Yeah, you know, for myself, it was Sterling Shepard. Yeah. Um, oh, good call. You know, he was just the leader in that room, the vet in that room. And, you know, I just asked him about little things, you know, and, he, and not only that, I had a locker right beside him, too, as well. So um, he always stayed on me, just right there, you know, always making sure I'm doing the right things, making sure I'm, you know, on time, you know, early, you know, everything that you need to do as a rookie, you know, he was making sure I was doing. And, um, you know, anytime I needed advice, I'll go to him. So, um, you know, I'll say uh, uh, Shep for sure, you know, with my advice. I told you I covered the Dallas Cowboys. You were pumped. I mean, you were like so excited about that, obviously. Um, but obviously covering the Cowboys, I've got heavy eyes, heavy ears on the NFC East. And, you know, coming off of the 2022 season, the Giants were in this super interesting spot. They draft Jalen Hyatt. Holy crap, that sucks. You know, I would have loved for him to have gone anywhere else. I was a big fan of you and Josh Downs. So he goes to the Colts. That's not my problem. You're kind of my problem. <laughs> and that's okay. Uh, but it was an interesting season, right? Like everything yeah. kind of somber at first, but then this like fun energy, all the injuries to really felt like everybody the Tommy yeah. DeVito story becomes its own thing and you're dealing with life as a professional for the very first time I mean your overall now that you've had some time to decompress thoughts on your first season with the New York Giants yeah just you know if I had to look back at it um you know it was a difficult season for us sure uh, for sure you know and and what makes it hard you know for myself you know when I was on the field is you know we had three different rotating quarterbacks you know obviously we started with DJ he gets hurt you know, we put Tyrod in and um, he gets hurt, right. you know, and DJ kind of gets back. He gets hurt again. And then we put Tommy out in the fire, you know. So as a receiver, you know, what people really don't understand is, man, it's, it's hard to play with three different rotating quarterbacks because all quarterbacks like their own things. Sure. You know? Not all quarterbacks are the same. You know, uh, Tyrod likes his, you know, his specific plays. Uh, Tommy DeVito likes his specific plays. And DJ obviously likes his specific. So it's a whole different thing, you know, as far as when we were uh you know, preparing for games, um, you know, it was difficult with that. And, uh, and at the end of the day, injuries happen, you know, in the league, injury uh, injuries happen in college. So, you know, I can't, you know, you can't sit here and make an excuse about that, you know. So, but, you know, as, as a team, I, I'm still, I still feel solid about us. You know, we have, we have great players, you know, in that locker room. We have good vets in that locker room. Um, I think for us, it's just, we just got to come and, and, and be complete, a complete team and, you know, play as a complete team, um, because we have done that in some games. And, um, you know, just for myself, um, I know I can obviously, get better um and and you know that you know that's just going to come you know with with uh with reps and you know just all of, with a new season and just you know all those things but um just as far as year one uh you know it was a little difficult but at the end of the day i feel like it made me a better player you know that and that's what you want um, so i just can't wait for year two on the subject of reps uh like i said i you know keep tabs on everything and there's when it's when a team has a season like that a lot of fans say like okay people say tank i mean you hear all this different stuff whatever but people get you know kind of have to focus on the future right they start to kind of you know throw their their old toys away or whatever and jalen hyatt's a big you know part of the new york giants future and so a lot of people that i follow are like why is jalen hyatt not involved more why is you know they want to see yeah. that because they want to see the future accelerate because they're tired of whatever's happening in the moment this happens to teams all over sports um do you view yourself as kind of the struggling shepherd to the future guys? I mean, because I don't know how you you couldn't or you wouldn't, yeah. given the success you've had to this point in your life. Yeah, I'm that's I'm a very confident player, um, and you know, uh, I think just just really just everything with it is 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 that. I just want to be the best player I can be, and um, even though that I might have had limited opportunities, um, you know, it is what it is. You know, mm -hmm. I can't look back back at it and be like, man, like they didn't throw me the ball, they didn't do this. Like, it doesn't matter at this point. Um, you know, my focus now is year two. My focus now is like, okay, 
you know, you did what you what you had to do year one. Like, what can we do to improve year two? You know, that's my mindset. I don't even think about year one anymore. Um, and you know, I I, I didn't I know I'm gonna get more opportunities this year. I know that you know this year can be the year for me, and every year can be the year for you. You know, it's it's all about opportunity. So. Uh, I'm gonna take advantage of my opportunities this year, you know, whenever they come and, you know, hopefully, you know, do whatever I gotta do to, you know, help us win games. Jalen Hyatt, uh, wide receiver, New York Giants, former Tennessee volunteer, number 13 in your scorebook, number one in your heart. Uh, what's the life in New York? I mean, you got the city, you got yeah. the apple, you yeah, got a little yeah. bit of money in your pocket, you're playing a big time. Is, is that the place you wanted to be? Is it everything you thought New York would be? Yeah, you know, uh, New York is one of the spots I wanted to be. Uh, only thing that sucks about New York is taxes. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. Wow. <laughs> Something you didn't even yeah, think about yeah, this man. time yeah. last year. Oh, my gosh. And, you know, so that's the only thing about it. But, you know, obviously it's New York. You know, mm-hmm. you, you got the food spots. You, you got, you know, really anything you can think of is, is in New York. But, you know, I, I don't go to New York, you know, as far as New York City that much. Right. Um, you stay in Jersey you know, stay where you live. Yeah. yeah, I stay in Jersey, you know, about 15, 15 minutes away from the facility. So I'm right there. But at the same time, if I need to get to the city, it's only 10 minutes away. Have you done a yeah. show? Have you seen, like, cats? I mean, have you <laughs> done the Broadway stuff? Have you done anything like you that? You know, um, I was supposed to – I'm going to do a whole bunch of things this offseason. Yeah. Well, now you have time. Chance. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm going to go to a Knicks game, um, see how that is. Uh, you know, I want to go to one of those runaway shows. Yeah, yeah. Just, to, just to sit there and just watch it, you know, I just just to watch it. But, of the city, for uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, you know, everything like that. So uh, I'm going you know, to definitely, you know, make sure I have some time where I can, you know, really experience New York City and, you know, and actually, you know, see its full value. Because when I got here last year, I was, you know, it was – you know, straight to OTA, right. rookie minicamp, OTAs, training, you know, so it was a little different story. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely, you know, scope, scope, the, scope it out a little more. Life very different for you, doing different things, probably signing a lot more autographs, stuff yeah. that you hadn't done in your past, writing Jalen Hyatt. Um, it's really inconvenient for you that your last name wasn't Jalen a billion dollars. Uh, because the fact that it's Jalen Hyatt has led you here today. Yes. Uh, it worked out greatly, but, you know, a billion yep. dollars would have been kind of cool. Yep. Uh, yeah, but you had the NIL deal with Hyatt, and it, it just was, like, the most obvious thing in the world. It's cool that it was able to work out. Uh, what are you doing with Hyatt now, obviously, is the offseason. Do you do you check in as Mr. Hyatt? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they go like, oh, crap, Mr. Hyatt's coming. Yeah, I, I do check in as Mr. <laughs> Hyatt. That's, that's one of the best parts about it is when I go in there and I'm like, what's your He's name? younger than I thought Mr. he would Hyatt. be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So the boss, yeah, it, yeah, I definitely say some stuff like that too. I, nah, so the perks, I mean, can you just like head down to Mexico, sit in a high property? Oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely, and that's what I'm trying to do. Um, you know, with my family this year uh, around March, you know, because we, I never been out the country. My family had never been out the country, so, um, you know, this could be a great time. Hyatt, you know, going at a Hyatt resort, um, staying in Mexico, and you know, spending time with my family, you know, for a couple couple of days, and you know, headed back. So, but just talking about Hyatt, just everything they have done, um, you know, just partnerships. You know, obviously, um, you know, I had a little nil deal with them mm-hmm. my junior year, but now it's more of a contract thing. Sure, and really, it's just because the relationship we, you know we have uh i have with them and um i think we have the same you know outlooks on what we see um you know they value relationships they value families they make sure everybody is good mm-hmm. that's what i love to do as well great brands as, yeah, together yeah. human and um you know that's one thing about it they care about family i care about my family we all care about family so um you know that's probably the biggest thing about this partnership not just not just because of the you know the hyatt name and because my name's hyatt their name's hyatt but i think just the overall value of um knowing you know knowing that we 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 see the same things and want the same things and and that's the best thing about it and that's what i love about this partnership great it's great to find partnerships with people who think the same way as exactly. you and, and when you find that it's going to be a long lasting relationship yep. we got to ask you man you're going to be for the game and who you like yeah um you know i played against the 49ers um i want to say week three is that or, thursday night game yeah, yeah. thursday night game um and I only thing I remember from that game is, you know, whenever I, whenever DJ would 
you know, snap the ball. Remember, I run around and I look back and he's scrambling for his life. For the rest of the season, right you know, there, just scrambling for his life. So, man, I, I love, I, I like the 49ers. I like their, I, I think they're a complete team. But the problem with it is, I can't bet against Patrick Mahomes. Um, you know, just he's been there before. He won it before. Um, I feel like he has good guys around him. Um, I'm very big on receiver Rice. Um, as a rookie, I like him a lot. I think he's gonna have a big game and in the slot. Um, and and I. Chiefs defense as well. They're complete, you know, and I know the 49ers is a complete team as well. Um, and it, at the same time, they come out, you know, uh, first hitting. They, they might end up winning the game, but I, I really think it's going to be Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs that win. And if I had to have a score, I'd probably say 24-17 just because of how the 49ers play. They like to, you know, hold the possession of the ball a lot. They love to run the ball, obviously, with Chris McCaffrey and um, – you know, they just there. I think their time of possession is, is crazy. I remember when we played them, like they had the ball like the whole first quarter, right? And then we're just sitting on the sideline, like, man, <laughs> when we going, when are we going to get out there? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> so that, that's one thing they're very, very good at. And if, if they do come, if, if the 49ers come out and they control the, they control the time, they control their possession on offense, then I have to go with them. But right now, I'm going Chiefs, uh, 24 17. That makes sense. And you're right, the Patrick Mahomes of it all. I gotta imagine is you're a confident player, but there's some level of you that in the you know that you're just like that's Patrick Mahomes, you know, and, and you you have a heart, you have to break. So that's what the Niners are fighting against more than just right. the great team. They're fighting yeah. against that psychology. That's the biggest thing about it, and. You know, 49ers got a great team. We all know that they're a complete team. You know, they have a, they have an O line, they have the running backs, they have receivers. You know, they have a quarterback who's a, who's good at managing the ball, who doesn't throw in who doesn't throw in traffic, throwing doesn't throw a lot of picks. He just manages the you know manages the offense, and that's what you need. You know, and that's how you win games. And not only that, their defense. You know, obviously their D line. You know, they get back there quick. And um, if they do that against the Chiefs. You know, they, they, they will have that chance. But the problem is that we're talking about Patrick Mahomes. And, you know, I always believe that, you know, you go as far as your quarterback. And, uh, you know, with Patrick Mahomes, you know, we all know what he can do. Um, you know, obviously he's a Hall of Fame type player. And, you know, if he's, if, if, if he comes out and he's hitting, it's going to be a long game. Watch uh, out for Hendon Hooker this year in Detroit, yeah. by the way, on the subject of quarterbacks. Yeah. That'll be, that's one of the most interesting storylines of the offseason and yeah. his return and how Detroit handles it. Uh, good yeah. dude. I, I love him. Um, obviously he's, you know, my quarterback in college and you know we have a great relationship and you know always you know when he got drafted to the lions i thought that was a perfect spot for him man perfect spot um because no now he's getting back healthy um i think that's a perfect spot for him he has receivers around him he has running backs Mm -hmm. he has a duo of running backs you have a good old line great coaching staff it's a great spot for him it's Detroit, but other than that, it's a nice place to be. He is Jalen Hyatt, and he is right here on uh, Radio Row. You, New York Giant wide receiver. Check him all season long. Thanks for stopping by, man. It's a genuine Enjoy pleasure. Mexico. Thank yeah, you. man. I will. I will. Take I will. it easy on the Cowboys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Johnny Avello, DraftKings, is sitting in with us today as we get ready for the big game. It is a big weekend for you, for sure. It certainly is. Um, you know, living in Las Vegas for 45 years and being in a sportsbook business for 38 of that, uh, you know, I, I've We've booked a lot of Super Bowls here, okay? But the people had to come here to make those wagers, and we always said, you know, we'll never get a Super Bowl here. The N- we're just not right. going to line up with the NFL. But once PASPA overturned, uh, it was overturned, and we were able to go into multiple states. Uh, you know, I, I went to work for DraftKings, and, and then here we are now with a Super Bowl in Las Vegas, and we have 26 states out there. We're going to have an opportunity to bet it. I'm certain that you get questions like this a lot. 
Um, by the way, code SBNFL uh, at SB Nation for a special offer when you sign up for DraftKings. That's, you know, I'm used to that read uh, very much so. But I, so I saw a tweet this week that uh, the, the Live Golf Tour has their event here this week also. Um, and not to promote another you know, book or anything like that, but I saw that you could wager directly within their app. I don't know the technology or exactly what's going on there, but it is, it is awesome to live in this time where you can just you, – you're telling us you've been living in Vegas forever – I can't imagine, you know, maybe there was a game and you're like, oh, man, I got to drive down to the casino. I got to make, you know, whatever. And now you can just fire up. Granted, not here, but we live in the future. Yeah, uh, we do. You know, I just got back to, uh, from from down in Scottsdale area. I was down at the at the WM tournament, right. which is I don't know if you guys have ever been oh, to that. but That's an amazing good tournament. I mean, it's a lot of fun. Uh, and so we opened a new sports book down there. And not only can you wager from the state of Arizona anywhere on your mobile device. But then we, now we have a bricks and mortar location where you can actually walk walk uh, into make your wager. And that happens to be right on the PGA Tour course. So it's it's, it's amazing. So th- things Great have changed. That's what, you're, that's what you're saying, right? Things have changed, and they certainly have. He is Johnny Avello of the DraftKings sitting with us here on Media Row, you know, 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. You know, as we watched – the commissioner on Monday talk about the bold new world of the partnership and all the wonderful things that gaming has brought to the NFL. It wasn't that long ago, and I believe his quote was, we want to keep gambling away from the NFL to keep the game pure. <laughs> what do you say to folks that are worried about the idea of gambling and professional big-time sports partnering up and moving forward? Uh, I, I've never been concerned about it because we are just so highly regulated. And, you know, we've always been highly regulated. When I – my tenure in Las Vegas in the sports books, my tenure with DraftKings, uh, you know, we, we cross every T, we dot every I, we're, we're watched it, and so is every player watched and they're prohibited from gambling. So uh, I think it's a form of entertainment, and that's the way it should be used. You know, stay within your boundaries and, you know, do what's comfortable for you and don't get carried away. That, that's my advice. Yeah, I mean, even if you aren't interested in gambling or wagering, you know, money or whatever the case may be, it is valuable information. As you know, every week in whatever game the Cowboys are playing, it's valuable to understand and give yourself some context what the point spread is and, and understand, you know, whether like looking at this Super Bowl, right? It's two points. I mean, like this could go any number of different directions. And so it's I think it's got to be enlightening to not getting back to the future question, but to have that be a part of broadcast you see like on a random you know friday you're seeing all the spreads for all the upcoming games and obviously brought to you by DraftKings. it's it's got to be cool to see that this is no longer some sort of taboo subject no and there's you're right there's an extensive menu out there and you see it right but what we've done at DraftKings to even make it more interesting for the people that want to partake in this entertainment we not only do football and basketball and baseball we're doing grammys we're doing oscars you know we're doing emmys we're putting up other type of events you can wager on that enhance that entertainment experience. So, you know, to your point, RJ, is that, yeah, there's a menu out there. Do you like pickleball? We offer pickleball. Some people say, you know what? Pickleball's in my wheelhouse. Now you're talking my game, you know? So uh, that, that's what we do. We have a little piece of something for everyone. So you don't have to tell us, like, behind the vault or anything like that, but, like, what's the process for, like, setting pickleball lines or setting, you know, like – Okay, because I can understand, you know, from a, a sporting perspective, you take a look at historical trends, but even like the Emmys are like, you're like, well, Oppenheimer's going to claim up. Like, we, we know this. Like, what do you, do you read like Variety's review of the movie or something like that? Well, for the Oscar, I have to tell you, I've been making Oscar odds since 1993 and a, and a lot of odds on reality shows, on everything. So, 
yeah, I, I do my homework. Uh, I do do a lot of reading. For the Oscars, I used to have some inside information. And when I say that, it wasn't somebody that would tell me who the winner would be. It would be somebody that was a uh, an agent in Hollywood. And so he would tell me what the buzz was. Yeah, this movie's uh, yeah. a lot of pop. A lot, yeah. lot of pop. So th- that would always help me imagine. But I was never able to take a bet on it in Las Vegas. So it was all for entertainment purposes only. But now at DraftKings, we're able to take wagers on it. And we, we do our homework. We, we follow all the award shows. You know, we follow the Golden Globes and the SAGs and all that. Certainly has an impact on, you know, who's going to win the big one. But, uh, you know, and we make those adjustments as we go along. Like I said, I love y'all. If I may suggest Survivor... Big Brother, the, the challenge, but on DraftKings, <laughs> no, okay. that's what. That's I. Those are you want those. Draft. Yeah, those are my uh, my guilty pleasures, and so I want. I'm already a huge DraftKings supporter. I want everything all in one. There, now, there's one thing you must realize, RJ, is that Survivor and Big Brother and some of those shows are long over. I mean, they've been over for months, so we can't put up something that the outcome is already known. Man can dream. A man yeah, can yes, dream. Honey Avello sitting with us. He's with DraftKings. Let's get into it. 26% of Americans are going to put some money down this weekend, whether it be squares, the dailies, the DFSs, and all that. Where does most of the money land? Is it the weird props? Is it the guys that are playing the lines? Where do you guys see most of your action on Super Bowl weekend? I, I think from book to book and, and you know, from operator to operator, that's going to change. Uh, you know, some may tell you that their props right. 60% of the business, the game writes 40. At DraftKings, I mean, the game itself is going to write the most money between the game and the money line. But, you know, the, not that the props are going to get left behind because that menu that we have up there where you can bet everything and anything that could possibly happen in the game, starting from the coin flip, that's going to, that's going to really draw a lot of attention also. So for us, it's a little bit different split than some, some of the others. But, uh, you know, we're taking... Half million. We've already taken a couple half million dollar bets on, you know, on a side. So and there's more to come. Right. And they are they're not on a prop. They are on the game itself. So that's where a bulk of our money will land. Maybe this isn't top of knowledge kind of question, but what's in your history at least the biggest upset uh, from a Lions perspective or whatever in DraftKings history? Is there something that comes to mind? Oh, in DraftKings history, um, it could be non-NFL. Maybe it's a World Series game or something. I mean, something uh, like that. Well, there's been some upsets. You know, the one that comes to mind would be the the Tampa Bay. Now, remember, we we just sportsbook betting just started in 2018, so it's got a short right. history around the country. The one the one game Tampa Bay was the underdog in that game, three three and a half points, and they won that game straight up. And I remember we did take a three. That's the three and a half million dollar bet on Tampa Bay. So that's one that certainly stands out in my mind. Yeah, it'd be hard to forget that kind of numbers. Let's look into it. What do you find most intriguing on all the, the props? Where would you look at if you're just a, a guy who's going to play some, have some fun on a Sunday? Is it length of the national anthem? Is it the first score? What would be the way you would send guys the, to The go? national anthem's a no-no. We're not even booking that this year. A lot of jurisdictions, they're not offering it in the U.S. So, And I'm kind of happy with that. That thing's just irritating. It's like a thorn in our side, to be honest with you. You know, some of the some of the singers don't even sing the words right or get the verses right, and sometimes right. they miss a whole verse. So happy we're not doing that. Um, I like I like bets like uh, like Purdy rushing yards. You know, those type of things. I think Purdy's up for about twelve and a half rushing yards. Th- those are where you really need to do a little bit of homework and look. Mahomes passing yards or Mahomes passing attempts. Uh, if you get a feel for how the game may go, maybe you think it's not going to be a high-scoring game and the ground game's going to 
be an integral part of the game, then maybe you start looking at more rushing props, less passing props. So right. I think when you do your handicap and you handicap it, uh, that's the way you handicap it. As this is the piece I'm going to concentrate on and not go all over the board and, and bet all the props. I was telling you um, that I work for SB Nation, and every Friday we host a show. We put together a same-game parlay, and I want to apologize because we started doing this last year. Ofer, I mean, so we made you a lot of money, uh, and and because we're we're literally advising people like this is the same-game parlay to hit this year. We got three of them, so that's my bet. You have three, three this year. Okay, we had three. I mean, you, look, oh, you hit three for, for us. Yeah. That was really impressive. Uh, you know, yeah. I mean, we um, it's a fun thing, and we we have a lot of fun. And but to the overall point, that's the impact you know we're not putting down anything on this it's just part of the show and we're, we are advising our listeners too but it it, make, it makes it fun throughout the week we're conversing we're saying what's going to be the leg of our same game parlay and this and that whatever and it creates a whole new level of analysis on sports which is you know part of the experience as well there's a lot of new blood in the game you know and people want to know how to get started and you know we speak about take it slow maybe bet this uh, the spread to start with or maybe bet uh you know the total over under that's how you get started Look at some simple props, you know, like a Mahomes passing yards. That's a pretty easy one. Or McCaffrey rushing yards over under that number. But when you're out there analyzing props and giving your reasoning why people should, they look at that, you know. And, and if you're doing well, they even look at it, you know, more intensely. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And, and so, you know, I thank everybody out there that's trying to do a good job handicapping and trying to give the, the listeners out there winners. And then some people will eventually go off on their own and start figuring out ways that works best for them. DraftKings, they have changed sports. It's probably on your device right now. Open it up. Make your bets and follow along. Johnny Avello, it is an honor to talk with you, man. What a, what a great week we're having. Uh, great week, guys. Thanks for being here in town. Thanks for traveling to get here and spreading the word. And uh, um, I'm excited to have... The first Super Bowl in town here. Uh, Let's do it again. Yeah, it's a uh, very cool, very cool experience. Um, and as again, a big fan of DraftKings, and certainly I speak for SB Nation as well. Thank you for everything. I mean, this is just so cool to see in person. Thank you much, guys. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com.